Welcome to the Financial Planners Southeast Asia podcast, a show dedicated to driving the positive evolution of financial advice, specifically within Southeast Asia. To join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice, head to xyadvisor.com. Welcome to another episode of the Financial Advisor Southeast Asian Podcast. Gwen here, and today we have a financial advisor uh, from the Malaysia Core Plus Advisory, and he is, or he has a philosophy that he is your fi- a professional wealth tailor, unique and personalized financial blueprints through sound investment tools. So. Please help me welcome CK Go. Hi, CK. Hi, Gwen. Hi, everybody. Wonderful. So I'm happy that you're here in the podcast and um, we're going to have a very interesting um, conversation. We actually had a very, um, I think, was a very interesting conversation um, earlier before we started recording this. And so um, I wanted to get you in on uh, that one as well, you listeners. So first off, I actually wanted to ask CK. um, Well, let's start from the beginning. That is like, how long have you been in the financial um, advice industry? I have been in the in the industry for like more than fifteen years now. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I I started it as a passion of my own that I I really interested on how should a person or even myself uh, when come to financial planning, when it comes to investment planning, it, it, it all started from uh, my passion of investing. Ah, all right. Yeah. And like, so you started, oh, okay, so I'm just going to put this in context. So before you actually, your first, let's say, career or your first passion wasn't actually financial advice, right? So what... Um, we discussed earlier before we started recording was that you have a master's degree in environmental studies. Um, And then you mentioned that you um, found the love for financial advice through um, learning about investing. But how come someone who has a a master's degree in environmental studies, which is around, you know, science, like how did that shift into financial advice it, it all started from the lab or laboratory basically i'm a research scientist by profession or you can uh. call it microbiologist or you can call it scientists who try to discover new medicine new drugs for the pharmaceutical company mm. so and most of the time we work in the lab and uh, it's like uh moon dating career which means before the sun comes out we goes to the lab and once <laughs> the sun set we, we we are coming back from the office or the lab then it is time to just rest and that's that's it we, we don't even have time to think about what to do next and things like that that's where i find that people who are actively or or, or they are knowledgeable in scientific knowledge mm. could actually need a advice in terms of come to their life planning or come to their financial planning which 
later I sort of like uh, uh, explore myself into well whether investment planning is is another milestone which all scientists people like me who who needed help on that's how yeah. I I started my my passion in searching of. Uh, what kind of investment tools which are suitable for myself and uh, for people who are in the same industry like me. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting because, um, and the reason why I find um, you switching careers or uh, have you switched careers, by the way, or are you still like somewhat practicing um, your, your previous career in science? Uh, no, I, I have switched careers since... Uh, uh, 15 years ago. Uh-huh. So okay. uh, I, I started uh, like working in the scientific line for like more than 10 years. Mm-hmm. Then uh, now, uh, I mean, since 15 years ago, I switched over to financial uh, industry or financial advisory because I find that uh, I am able to derive, in, in science we call it, I'm able to derive a formula which e- eventually can help people or can help uh, scientists who, who people who do not have the time and do not know how to do it and able to derive or, or, or sort of like structure a, a more holistic or formula approach for them when it comes to financial planning. Yeah, this, and that's why I was very interested in your career shift is because I do know some um, scientists who dislike talking about finances like dislike with a capital d so um and that's why i was very curious on like you shifting career um from from the the science or yeah scientific field to the financial field and like what is the difference and what is the the things that are the same with with your current career now versus the one that you had before uh, in fact, I, I don't feel there is much difference uh, in terms of whether you are in the scientific field or whether you are in the financial advisory uh, role because both of us uh, deal with numbers. We deal with uh, planning uh, because as a project coordinator in, in the scientific uh, research lab, we mm-hmm. also deal with experiment experiment. Uh, numbers, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, try to do the analyst, analytical approach of how to solve the, the experiment. Same thing comes to financial planning. We also need to know, uh, uh, a lot of fact finding about what is the person's need and what, their, what is their goal and what is their financial dreams and how do we put them in, in, in a plan or, or in a master blueprint to actually mm-hmm. scale down bit by bit for them mm-hmm. to achieve uh, slowly, eventually attaining their bigger, bigger uh, financial dreams or goal in their life. Right, that's right. And because, like, what do you think is your like? What has made a, a big difference since you came from um, the, the the field of science? Like, was there any skill in particular that you've brought with you um, when you switched to financial advice? Uh, yes, yes, indeed. There, there, there is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. 
but but to start with will be that uh, in the research line we don't need to talk to people. Oh okay. yes, yes, that's, the, the only, that's true. The only thing that we need to deal with is your uh, Bunsen burner, your your, <laughs> yeah. your your viruses, your bacteria, or your plants, or, or whatever yeah. things that which are available in the lab. So when we are switching over to financial advisory, there is a lot of talking. There is a lot of a uh, 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 sort of like uh, exchange of ideas. And in fact, it's not only that we are trying to coach or trying to uh, uh, guide people towards their financial dream goals. We are also learning from them of what are their interests and what how do they see uh, 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 monetary or, or money from their point of view or from their perspective because a lot of people interpret the uh, financial differently. Some of them is all about digits and numbers. Some yeah. of them is looking beyond the numbers as in like how can all this financial planning uh, sustain or, or build my dreams or how do they support what I wanted to do. So money is just uh, the, the the input in order for me to achieve what I wanted to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. And you mentioned that before when you were um you you were a scientist, all you had to deal with are like buns and borders and all that stuff in the lab. You didn't really have to talk to people. But now that you're a financial advisor and you're also like a financial coach, like you've spoken to like numerous webinars and you've had like social media talks like all these stuff that deals with speaking and talking to and like presenting to a ton of people. When you um, shifted your career, did your public speaking skills or your um, your ability to to educate people, did that come organically or did that actually become a struggle for you that you had to like slowly build up on? In fact, it, it doesn't really just come as it organically that uh, I, I'm a, a very good uh, public speaker and so on. So a, along the way, from the beginning, there is a lot of struggle as in like, uh, I really need to sort of like transform or, or sort of uh, learn how mm. to listen and interpret mm. what the other people are trying to say. And I also, it, it's like being... Uh, a lecturer is is difficult. It's rather difficult to pass on my scientific knowledge to the students because mm. uh, it requires a, a special skill that you are able to use a layman terms. You are able to use a easy to understand terms for your student to understand what you are trying to to bring to them or, or to understand the formulas better. So when it comes to communication, whether it is in a financial advisory, it still is the same because uh, I need to tell you what is E equals to MC square. By yeah. just telling you E equal to MC, MC square, it doesn't bring anything to you. But yeah. if I were to uh, uh, explain further as in like, uh, okay, in order to have a good financial goal or financial planning, you're able to have a lot of dreams. You're able to achieve a lot of dreams. So this is actually serving as a formula for you when it comes to financial planning because it all goes down to your foundation of uh, uh, financials, uh, 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 
expectation? How do you plan your financial resources? Because, because not all of us are born rich or not all of us are born with a lot of financial resources. Basically, my role as a financial advisor is more of uh, reallocating your or sort of like readjusting whatever uh, financial resources that you have and then to generate a holistic approach in order to achieve your intended uh, uh, lifestyle goal or even financial planning goals. Yeah. Right. And and I think that goes to, because you, I read here that you have a, a philosophy as a financial advisor, and I know that it speaks to, to that. But can you tell us why you've chosen this philosophy that um, mentioned here that you're a, a professional wealth tailor um, and I want to emphasize on the word uh, tailor in unique and personalized financial blueprints through investment tools. So can you tell us more about this philosophy? As soon as I move into the financial advisory uh, 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 role, I mm. find that uh, we need to do something different. And, and I find that that is what the environment needs or what the market needs as in like, we can't just use standard uh, size that fits all across the board. We, we really need to uh, find out or, or do a lot of uh, checking and, and uh, understanding of a person's perceptions towards money, perceptions mm-hmm. towards what is financial planning, and this kind of unique uh, uh, ex- expressions of feelings which are actually different from a person to a person. It's similar like our name, our family name or our given name, or even our DNA uh, uh, fingerprint. So mm. to me, that is actually very unique as in like, uh, I also want to throw in a challenge for myself is that being a financial advisor, uh, there is a lot of things that I need to know about a person's or a prospect so that we are able to customize whatever uh, uh, plan or whatever steps require for such a person to continue f- being uh, having a fulfilled financial plans. It doesn't just, uh, I have a menu of A, B, and C. You just choose from the menu whether you like A or you like B or you like C. But yeah. it is not sort of like predetermined. So that become a challenge for me that I would like to conquer the challenge to more to have more career satisfaction that I'm able to coach the person or to guide the person one by what one step at a time eventually achieving what he or she even do not know that uh, they wanted that you know so in a way that along the discovery uh, a journey we are able to to sort of like uh, help a person's to find out, oh, this is actually what I want. But mm-hmm. uh, thanks for your systematic approach that's like uh, knowing myself more as in now I'm able to have more uh, confidence of doing what I'm doing now into achieving what I plan to do in the future, whether it is uh, travel around the world, having a passive income, uh, having a, a more uh, social spiritual uh, satisfaction and things like that yeah right right and that's true and i really um 
Um, I really agree with you when you said that a financial advisor can definitely um, help uh, their clients, you know, discover the things that they they want that they may not know that they've wanted. Um, and I think I, I I spoken with a um, a financial advisor on a previous podcast that when they started um, their uh, initial meeting, the the client wanted this and that, and when the meeting ended, it turned out that the the client actually wanted something different and they were able to discover that together during the initial meeting so i feel like that's very important and um and i guess that's why you have this kind of philosophy for yourself and and for your practice now because you're a um you are you have been a, uh, a scientist before and i know that you are surrounded with with technology on your prior career do you also turn to technology um as a financial advisor to help um you and your clients get the best results uh yes we do have uh, as a financial advisor we do have uh, many many tools available out there but uh, most of the time, uh, we don't really focus on that because that is actually the basic where uh, when it comes to financial planning, of course, we really need to be good at uh, calculations and mathematics and, and so on. But mm. I, what I wanted to highlight here is that uh, normally I don't fall in, I, I don't advise people to fall into that trap because uh, we don't want to be a data entry person. We, mm. of course, there, there is a, a lot of tools out there which, uh, undeniable that it really do a lot of help for financial advisor. Okay. Once you key in all the data, they will give you the summaries. They even teach you, they, they, they tell you what to do next and so on, everything. But that doesn't fit into the shoes of the uh, client because there is the element that is missing from this electronic tools, which I call it the uh, empathy. Because I, I, when relocating your financial resources and finding the uh, effective tools, it mm -hmm. always go back to the empathy portion of the client, whether uh, uh, they do really need the uh, uh, electronic tools or Electronic truth is just merely creating the uh, reports. Of mm. course, uh, that is confirmed, the fundamental, the essential. But I'm looking now beyond that as in like, uh, what is your your life fulfillment mm. once you have all these digits and numbers? So so I'm, I'm more focusing on the uh, 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 finding or trying to match the uh, financial resources that you have towards the tools that you are. I, I'm more, how to say, I'm more, uh, I, I put more emphasis on the implementation part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, that's very interesting, CK, because um, in, in your previous career as a scientist, you are data-driven, right? Um, numbers are everything, the results are everything, but now that you're in the financial advice, you're, um, you're pushing now on like the emotions of the, the clients, um, as you mentioned, the, how the clients would empathize to, 
um, like the the whole financial process that you've agreed upon. And that's very interesting. And I wonder, like, did that paradigm shift um, for you? Was it easy to grasp the idea that you should focus on um, this and this and this for your clients instead of like the numbers and the end results? To be, to be honest with you, Gwen, I find that if we are going back to the numbers, it's rather much easier than what uh, 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 I'm trying to explore and challenge mm-hmm. myself yeah. into right now because it's a lot of dealing with uh, behavior. It's a lot yeah. of dealing about uh, emotional uh, uh, mm-hmm. side of the uh, financial planning, which is uh, I find it is, is quite rather uh, difficult or, or because uh, due to it's also due to the nature of of, of being Asian because uh, in yeah. the Asian mentality, uh, mentality we sort of like uh, shy to talk about just just give you an example in 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 US people will just express their their love and I I love you mom uh, I love you dad but mm-hmm. you you uh, seldom find it in the Asian context, no matter oh, how a person's or uh, 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 your parents like you, they don't even talk in front of everybody. They don't even talk in front of you. So mm. uh, that is what I'm I'm finding it uh, rather difficult as in like uh, when it come to the Asian context in financial planning. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I agree. Um, here in the Philippines as well, um, talking about finances is especially a taboo. No one talks about that. It's no one talks about that in like family dinners <laughs> because everyone ends up fighting. Um, and there's always this disagreement because whenever the the subject of money comes up, like the the air is heavy. Suddenly, everyone's uncomfortable and um. Actually, growing up, I'd never understood that. But as I got older, I did. I do like understand why. Um, but I think that you're right. It's something that we have to change <laughs> in order to to progress. And I think that's one of the reasons why most um, or we're still here in Asia. We're still in the process of coming out of that because I know that some people. Um, are not yet comfortable reaching out to financial planners because like they they, they just feel that taboo right but but in, for your clients um like do you see a surge in people trying to break that um that taboo or do do your clients still have like reservations telling you about like their finances or like having trouble or do you have to like squeeze it out of them? Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with you that Grant that um they 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 find it difficult to express or or basically they are a bit uh, nervous when it come to do I need to tell you everything yeah. or or do I they they feel insecure as in like uh once you know. Most of their, whether it's financial resources or whether their lifestyle, whether they will be in the danger uh, uh, region or, or things like that. So that's, that's fine. I, I've, I mean, based on my experience, that was most of the reason why people wouldn't want to express their financial uh, uh, positions or what, what is their financial needs? What is their financial goals? That, that goes to like, um, 
keeping it to themselves or most of the time they, they just hope to do it DIY from the internet looking at, oh, if I have this money, what should I do? Or if yeah. I'm at this age, what should I have? What is the first step and things like that? But they forgo, forgo or the most important thing is that there's no one size fits, fits all. And yeah. what you are experiencing might be different from what people are experiencing. So mm-hmm. that that is what the uh, key issues or problems that I able to overcome as in like, I always looking from the perspective of what do you want and mm-hmm. what are you comfortable with? I always expand and explore from what they are currently already doing and to expand from what where they are now towards their dream goals, which I don't have like a, a standard uh, operating procedure or telling you first step, you must have yeah. this. Second step, you must have this. You must have this at third step. Or oh, this one is not important. You can put into the last step or things like that. So I sort of like don't dictate what they want to do next. I sort of like ask them, what do you wish to do next? Then I would actually more... Why I say I'm a financial coach rather than I'm actually giving them options, a well-informed decision. They themselves do it. Uh, uh, whether they, they they want to do it A option or B option because like what you say, there is a lot of electronic tools out there uh, uh, available from the internet, which some of them don't even need me to guide them. They even are more savvy or, or, or in, internet savvy than myself. So I'm actually just guide them, okay, if you want to do this, you can you can go for this, but this is this is the pro and con. Then how you can do it better? Uh, then that that is sort of like the advisory role to them. Yeah. All right, and I I actually like that uh, framework that you have for your clients, CK, because I feel like um, because you're um, empowering your clients to make the final decisions with regards to how they're going to move forward. I guess it gives them like the, the encouragement or yes, I feel like they're empowered to, um, go ahead with the plan because, you know, um, in their minds, like they chose that. So like they have this, um, they have a responsibility right. to like to carry on with the plan because they chose that path and all you do as a as a fi- their financial coach is to give them the best options and then they get the the final say and right. so how how does your um fi- like your clients um take oh, okay. that like, oh great oh great can i just quote you an example for example i do uh, financial planning as a passion that yeah. now i turn it into a career which yeah. eventually bring me sustainable uh, 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 this uh, financial uh, income model mm. and things like that mm. so uh, to coming from the point of the uh, 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 persons of when dealing with financial planning is that for example you like photography yeah uh, photography is your interest but it's, it's also your passions. But can you turn photography into uh, something which uh, your passion, at the same time, it is also your hobby and generating incomes to you? Then how are you going to 
proceed from there. So then first, you, you will need to have the uh, uh, skills, you will need to have the support of, of all these electronic tools, then how you're going to uh, uh, market your, your services. And uh, actually, this is your hobby and, and, and uh, passion about photography. Uh, you know, all the major functions, uh, uh, dinner, of course, because of COVID, uh, there might be uh, restrictions towards that. So what I'm trying to do, uh, what I'm trying to say is that uh, this could be one of the examples that you could expand when you have the hobbies of photography and actually it can turn into your uh, 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 income-generating business. Then eventually, the income-generating will also be used to fill uh, uh, your other passions, your other interests, and it actually becoming a, a whole uh, self-regenerating uh, 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 income for yourself. So that I also call it a financial planning perspective or approach when it comes to coaching people towards financial freedom. Oh, that's awesome because in that case, like you're actually um, empowering them to follow their passions, right? And that's not only um, because I feel like fi finances also ties with with life or a client's life. And if you're able to um, intricate the or merge what they want and what they can earn, earn from i think i saw that model are you familiar with ikigai no i'm not yeah ah, okay so it's it's like a japanese uh model for uh, a long and happy life so it's like it's something like look for something that you right. want and then look for something that the world needs and then look for something that you can earn from and yeah. then if there's there are this there's this one or two or three things that intersect from those three um three things then that is your ikigai or your sweet spot and i feel like that's what you're you're sort of um trying to tell me when it comes to um say a client who loves photography so you're trying to transition them into finding like um, this passion photography that actually the world needs and then also help them figure out how they can earn from that passion and contribute to the world. In, in, in other words, I'm, I'm trying to create the uh, sort of like ownerships towards the financial plan or financial goal a person mm -hmm. has rather than I telling you what you should do, you tell me what you want to do and I will try to Built in your ownership that eventually this plan belongs to you. You are the mastermind and you are the captain of the ship. It is mm -hmm. not me. I'm just the coach who guide you along the way that uh, uh, what are the things they need, you need to watch out for. I find that with this model or financial mm -hmm. planning model, uh, most people are e able to accept it uh, sort of like uh, 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 easily as without sort of like fence up themselves towards oh financial planner is trying to teach me uh, what I cannot do what I should do and things Hi. like that yeah so there's more pushback if that happens right there's yes. more pushback if like you're the type of financial advisor who's telling them what to do instead of empowering them to make their own decisions right right right, right. and that's very that's really awesome and 
I guess my next question would be, since you've been in the financial advice industry for such a long time, do you now have ideal clients? Uh, when you say ideal client, as in like? For example, would you prefer working with scientists um, or in, at least in the science field, scientific field that is? Or um, is your... Do you provide advice to all life stages? Basically, I do uh, have a specific target ideal uh, uh, mm. group of uh, client, which are mm. normally, because I myself uh, are married with children and so on. Mm. So basically, uh, I would prefer, or I, I do have vast experience dealing with people who are married, who are having uh, children at their young age. And most of the time, I'm able to grasp their understanding or, or what are their needs because I myself is in that uh, uh, cycle of life. But of course, when it comes to the financial uh, uh, professional advisory, we don't select a target group. Mm -hmm. I, I deal with uh, any anyone who are actually from the fresh graduates up to the retirement age, whether you, you are married with children, you are single, you, you just started work. We, we do have, that, that's why I always use the uh, customized and, and unique approach or, or sort of like, because I find that different stages, when you are in different stages of life, your financial goal or your financial plannings tends to be different from each other. So that, that is also a reason why do I do not have an ideal group of clients that I, I deal with. So uh, the youngest client that I have is uh, 18 years old. Oh, up, nice. <laughs> up to the age of like uh, wait, uh, 78 years old. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's awesome. So you do, um, you're able to... Um provide service to a wide range of people. And how often do you um, see them throughout the year? Normally, uh, I have actually uh, have this uh, schedule to meet with them at mm. least once a year or mm. maybe twice a year. That's the max because I, I don't believe in every month I need to see you and because things take times to grow and it doesn't... Uh, uh, just become an instant that, okay, today we set the plan, tomorrow we'll see the result. No, it doesn't work that way. It's just that uh, uh, I will need to have the patient or the, the client, you will need to have the patience to actually uh, work with me hand in hand for this coming at least five to 10 years. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's so awesome because, um, and yes, I, I fully agree that it doesn't like, results don't happen overnight so it's really nice to you know take it slow and make sure that your clients are consistent rather than like checking up on them every so often and then maybe even the clients might get frustrated at because they feel like they're not seeing results if they see you every week and the numbers are still the same <laughs> right but but i also would like to eliminate the taboo is like uh, once I engage a financial advisor, I need to start with that guy or that person for the rest of my life. That, that, <laughs> that is not true because, because most of us, 
started financial advisory is to ensure that you are financial savvy, you are mm-hmm. independent, eventually mm-hmm. you are able to stand on your own. So which yeah. means if we were to work hand in hand for this coming three to five years or maybe beyond five years, that's it. One day there will be a time where you need to be independent and you work on your own. That is mm-hmm. the ultimate uh, job satisfaction or career satisfaction that I have that push me further into financial advisory is I want you to be successful on your own also without my assistance or my mm. further guidance. So that's that is something that um why create the passion and push me further uh, uh down the financial advisory uh, uh career or pathway. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's so awesome. And yes, definitely. I am 100% with you on that. Well, CK, thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. We, I've heard a lot of great things. Um, and I'm sure that our listeners truly appreciate all of the um, gold nuggets you've shared with us in this um, short podcast session. But before we do leave, um, I'd like to ask what would be the, the ultimate advice that you'd like to um, share to um, you know people who are listening right now who may want to be in the financial advice industry. Maybe they're scientists, maybe they're teachers, and they're not sure, but they're they want to, but they're still afraid to take the leap. So my my advice is very simple: follow your heart, find your mentors, and. Do not be afraid to explore. That that is a very uh, 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 true things that a lot of us who are afraid of to take the first step. Yeah. Uh, all right. Awesome. Very much so because uh, like the the first step is always the hardest. All right. Thank you so much, CK. Thank I had you, fun. Um, you know, asking you questions. <laughs> and thank you so much for coming in. Have a good one. Thank you, Gwen. <laughs>